When Peter Eisenhardt sat down at his computer that morning, he had no idea that by that evening he would be en route to a distant land, trying to make sense of a mystery beyond anything he had ever dealt with in his own work. He was in his thirties, a science fiction writer with three novels published, but a fair to middling reputation to his name. His publisher always thought that his ideas were too far out there, even for his favorite genre. Peter, can you get that? Peter. <sighs> Eisenhardt. This is Susan Miller calling from John Conn's office. Could I speak to Peter Eisenhardt, please? Just a moment. Where did you say you were calling from? John Conn's office in New York. Oh, I'll get him for you right away. Peter, you and your headphones. There's someone on the phone from New York. Maybe it's one of those publishing houses. <clears throat> yes, Peter Eisenhardt speaking. Mr. Eisenhardt, I'm calling on behalf of John Conn, owner of Conn Enterprises. Mr. Conn would like to hire you. Hire me? Are you sure you've got the right Peter Eisenhardt? I'm a writer. I write science fiction with moderate success. Yes, we're very much aware of that. Con Enterprises happens to own the small publishing house that publishes your books. Ah, isn't that interesting? So in a way, he is already my boss. Mr. Con wants you to know that he's very proud to publish your books. The feeling is mutual. I'm very proud that he's publishing my books. Uh, and now he would like to hire you for a few days. Or a lecture tour, something like that? Mr. Con would like to pick your science fiction brain. He wants the benefit of your free-ranging imagination. My imagination? What does he need my imagination for exactly? I can't tell you that, but he is offering a fee of $2,000 per day, plus expenses, of course. Of course. Whatever it is, it's $2,000 a day plus expenses. <clears throat> and for how long does he require my... my imagination? A week minimum. Maybe more. But you would have to leave tomorrow. I'm afraid it's urgent. That's at least $14,000. I know. Okay, I'll do it. Excellent. I'll book your flight. You can pick up the ticket at Frankfurt Airport. Just go to the El Al ticket desk and tell them your name. El Al? Isn't that the Israeli airline? That's right. You'll be meeting Mr. Khan in Israel, near Tel Aviv. Thank you for your cooperation. Goodbye, Mr. Eisenhardt. Uh, goodbye. <sighs> I've sold vacuum cleaners door to door. I've run a dog walking service. But I'll be damned if this isn't the oddest job I've ever come across. <laughs> The desert of Israel, a lonely camp squatted in the sandy wasteland that had seen countless historical eras pass over it. From a distance, you would be forgiven if you couldn't tell whether the tents belonged to a Roman army, a horde of crusaders, or a British contingent of soldiers. A closer look would reveal modern trucks, a series of excavation sites hidden under small tents. Hey, Stephen. A young Israeli woman, Judith Menes, emerged from a kitchen tent, sipping from a canteen of water. It was still early in the day, but out in the open it was already unbearably hot. 
Nearby, Stephen Fox, an American in his early 20s, stepped out of his tent. Both were dressed in cargo shorts, T-shirts, boots and vests, ready for a day's work on the archaeological dig. Did you see what came in last night? Nearby, five sleek, high-tech trailers gleamed in the sunlight. Powered by generators, they seemed to be fully air-conditioned. Another five of those trailers came in last night, and look, they've completely sealed off Area 14. A series of excavation sites, each the size of a small car, were lined up along the hill, marked with numbers. The one marked 14 was surrounded by fencing, the only one to receive this honor. And so they should, Judith. So they should. Oh, what you found there yesterday must have been very important. Important? Maybe.